This is Corporate Cafecito, where we discuss career development and entrepreneurial growth strategies. I'm Mario Rodriguez. Y yo soy Nayeli Suarez-Guez. Go get your cafecito and let's talk about professional growth. Hi, and welcome back to Corporate Cafecito. Today we're going to talk about the team. You have a team and you get a team in two different ways, right? You either inherit them or you build them. Mario, how many teams have you had, you think? Wow. Uh, many, many teams over the years that I've lost count. Uh, but to your point, yeah, you inherit some of them. Uh, and, and I think the biggest opportunity for when you inherit the team is getting to know your team, yeah. right? Don't go in there like a gunslinger and kind of impose what you're out to cause. Find out where they're at. We're, again, really having that emotional, relational uh, connection. in Because some of them may be trailblazers, right? They open doors for you to be where you're at right now. So you got to honor that as well and, and honor and, and recognize the contribution that they bring to the team. Uh, so really start assessing the strengths of your team uh, and, and the opportunities of growth. That's the first step, I would say, for inheriting team. How yeah. about you, Naomi? You know, it's it's really interesting. Um, you know, I, I agree with everything you said. It's also proving your worth to lead, right? And I remember being at an interview and the the regional vice president said, What are you what are you scared of from this role? And I said, you know, I've been doing jobs like this for a long time. I know my stuff, but I'm gonna have to earn my stripes with my team again. And you know, it's that whole, like, I I have to learn what they do, but they also have to trust me. And it's building that quick rapport of like, look, I'm, I'm going to be here for you. And how you're there for your team is, you know, pretty much two or three different ways. But the main ones are going to be like how you build up your team and, and to your point, res- respect, but also how you represent their team. How do you represent them when they're not in the room? When you're with senior leadership and you're taking inventory of like who the next high performers are, how do you make sure your team shines? Yeah, again, it goes back to the inventory and then the work that you've done with them to prepare them to the next uh, phase of their career. Because to your point, there's always talent conversation, right? They happen every six months to every 12 months and who's next and and just being in tune to what they want to do. Maybe they don't want that, Right. Uh, or they don't see themselves in, in that position. But it's really finding out where are they content. It's that employee uh, appreciation for one. And are, are they are they happy, right? Just making sure that they're happy where they're at and just being in tune. It's just constant conversations. It's not every six months or 12 months these conversations should have. If you have a weekly check-in, find out everything good. Do you, do you feel like you have all the tools necessary to succeed? Anything I can do. As a leader, it all falls on us. Uh, to make sure that we we don't uh, let them uh, fail, but if anything, set them up for six, uh, for, for uh, uh, excellence and 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 as we say in Espanol, éxito. You know, it's it's really interesting you said about letting them fail, and there um, there's that tagline, right? Like I can let you fail, and not let you be a failure. Mm-hmm. And as leaders and as people who help build up teams. That's our job. Like we have to make sure that you're going to fall and we help you and we tell you like, this is what I would have done. Here's how I could have like you. Here's where, or, you know, sometimes we already know what goes wrong. 
right? Like I remember like I had a manager and he was just like, do you know what went wrong? I'm like, yeah, I know exactly where this fell off the tracks. And what do we say? Like fail, try again, fail better. Right. Yeah. Fail forward. Yeah. <laughs> Fall forward. And I think that's really important is teaching your team how to fail, but not be failures, but also making sure that when we're in front of senior leadership, like making my team shine. And I remember those times where we were taking, you know, to your point, talking about inventory and we would take inventory of the whole team across, like, like we brought in all the team leads and we would take inventory across everybody. And I remember, you know, we were all there and, you know, we have the one to five scale and most people are going to be threes, but I was like, this is horrible that we can't think of one five, that there's no five up there, that the five is so unachievable that we've made it so like elusive, like we can't get there. And and I remember pushing for that change. And I said, there have to be fives. There has to be fives, whether it's like, you know, the distribution, the, the bell curve, like if you have a one, you have to have a five. And I was a big believer in pushing to say like, we can't have metrics that are so unachievable that no one can win. Yeah. It's really being as, as a leader, being an agent of change. Uh, changing the narrative and the perspective again to once what once was or, or worked may not be the case anymore. There's many many things that 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 happen, right? And we have to embrace the change. I think Winston Churchill put it best: where if you don't embrace change, it will grab you by the throat. <laughs> so things are constantly changing. So how relevant is that policy? How relevant is that procedure? Does it make sense for for the cadence that we have now, uh, whether it's in sales or, or production or whatnot? So you have to really be assessing quarterly, right? That's why we have quarterly meetings. It's like, what's working well, what's not, right? Uh, I forget that that exercise is said, start, continue. Start, start. Stop, continue. Stop, start, stop, stop continue. continue. Right. Yeah. And that's an easy, easy process to, to do. And I think if anything, how we can best advocate is getting feedback and input from our teams. Right. Uh, and I think right now in, in this current state of where we're at in the second quarter of 2022, I think many corporations out there are taking inventory by taking surveys, benefit employees, uh, be benefits that, that the employees get. What do they want to see, right? Things have shifted, right? There's there's an increase. Now people are going back to work for for, for daycare. Uh, there's, there's a lot of cost that's involved. So how do we kind of reallocate the benefits, right? Uh, and what do the employees want? So for those that are listening, take partake in those surveys. They may be long. They may be 15 minutes or so, but your input is valuable because you are participating in that change as well. So the advocacy also falls on you for those that, that, that are part of a team. Take advantage, participate in that, and that helps us as leaders help provide a different platform. Has your cafecito run out? Go grab another cup. We'll wait for you right here. Please check us out at corpcafecitos.com and drop us a message. talk about benefits and I think that's such an important um, topic. You know, we, we talked about on another podcast about how mental health 
benefits were a key differentiator for people to join a company or, you know, to stay at a company. Um, I think back to, you know, when I was working and, uh, you know, just starting out and then the millennials joined the workforce and for as much bad press as they got, they were the ones that pushed for work from home. They were the ones that were like pioneering, like we can do, you know, we can work from home one or two days a week. Like when I had my first job out of college, I had a desktop. Um, so I really think you have to advocate for what changes your team wants and say like, this is what's important to my team. And, you know, especially right now as we transition, like, you know, back from working from home into the office or where we're having more like sales meetings and things like that, where we were doing them over Zoom, like find find the comfort level of your team. And if you want to retain that employee, advocate for them. It's finding that balance. I think that we're, we're in the stage of finding balance and striking the balance with, with the workforce right now. Uh, because we know that travel time eats a lot of our time throughout mm-hmm. the day, right? So then if we have a Zoom, so those that can Zoom, those that, that can, have that flexibility. The important key word I think that across all corporate America right now is that flexibility. It can't be to go, if it, then we didn't learn anything from this pandemic, right? Right. Those are learning and everything that we do. And if we're trying to revert back to how it was, there's going to be a lot of opposition. There's going to be a lot of pushback. There's going to be a, a problem with retention. So let's find out where they're at. So that's a great point. The other thing I would say, though, is, you know, as people managers, it's our job to advocate for the team, but also make sure you give your manager something to advocate for. Um, give them th- something that they can represent you and talk about you to other people and be vocal about it. Say like, you know what? I really, I like that team and it would be great if they knew about me and tell your manager like how to plant those seeds, but also make sure you're worth advocating for, right? So, you know, we talk about Zoom and I was giving a workshop and one person had like their kid on their lap, their cat was in the background. They had people walking around in the back, back and forth. And I had a really hard time. Um, I had a really hard time with that because it's like the focus was gone. So if you want to make sure that you're taken seriously, take it seriously as well. To your point, expectations are important. Yeah. Setting up guardrails. These are new processes now that right. have not been written yet. So we want to make sure that we still keep that professional ambiance. Uh, but again, we're going to have to write it. We're the authors. We're agents of change. So now, okay, well, we have to write that playbook. That playbook doesn't exist. But now that we do know, this is how that's going to look like as well. Because we still, we could still be professional, right? Because uh, video conferencing has been around for a long time. Yeah. And it was only available to the select few because of, you know, the corporate uh, level that you're at. But now it's it's just become uh, part, of, part of life. Right. right. And you know what? To be fair. My kids have been in Zoom calls where I they come in in the background. They're you know someone's looking for something in the back. So there there is a time where it's going to happen. Sure, but make sure you manage what meetings those are, and make sure to set expectations like at home too. You know, like I sometimes I have to tell my dad from from nine to noon I'm going to be in this meeting, so I won't be able to answer the call at all. Right. Uh, you know, so if he has an emergency like. 
if I could call this person for him or get him this, he, I've set the expectation of during these hours, I cannot, I can't do it. No, that's, that's perfect. Again, we're going back to the expectations on that. So Naily, what, what are the things would you say are best practices in, in, in your career span, how you've advocated for your teams? You know what? I'm a big believer in pushing my team forward. Um, you know, what's the saying? Lift as you climb. So I've always made sure that I've been very forthcoming with my team as to their perception on the team and saying, hey, you've got these blind spots. These are the ones that are visible to others. And these are the ones that I see. So if you want to get stronger in there, let's focus on this. Or let me give you a project that's going to stretch you a little bit to hone and build that skill set so that you're ready. I also make them look at job boards and tell me like, which job, which job would you want next? Give me the name of the person whose job you want. And then I network them to get a meeting with them, you know, the, the meet and greets. I make sure they know the career paths of other people, showing them, you know, this was mine and it was not linear. This is an example of someone who did has an amazing linear career. These are, you know, people who are great to know who will be great advocates for you. And, you know, finding that mentor and also getting executive sponsors for my team members. I want someone who's going to stake their career on their career. <laughs> They're there. But stake the executive sponsor's career on the person on my team. Yeah, are they worth willing to invest? So, so right. that, that's, that's important. And what you just shared, it's important as leaders to be elbow to elbow, Right. Be on those sales calls or be 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 in in the trenches with them so you know exactly what areas of opportunity the team member has so you could identify that. And to your point, you said job boards. Uh, what are some programs that may exist uh, either internally in, in, in the corporation or externally, right? right? That they could participate in that will help them build those areas of opportunity, also known as skill development opportunities, as well. So some great great uh, content that you're sharing here as well. So, um, so let's say you do advocate and, and, and you, you uh, help elevate the, this individual. Are there any expectations uh, that, that you're requiring of, of this team member to do it, to pay it forward? Or, or what's that conversation look like? Yeah, you, absolutely. Like if you advocate, if, as we move up, you have to bring others along. You know, I, I, I think a lot of times we lose sight of that or you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I earned this, but there were other people that helped you get there, right? Yeah. There's no one. Um, I, I am a firm believer. Like, as much as we want to think we all we we can do it on our own, we can't do it on our own, right? Whether it's your mom helping you or, or your dad or your friends or something, we all like you have a support network, and we owe it to the next person to support them. Yeah, and you said something important. Yeah, again, for those non-Spanish speaking friends, it's, it's I, I've made it to the destination I wanted to get to, right? So there's a lot of activities that you used to do probably to get to that point, right? Right. Uh, so who do we now tap on the shoulder to fill in those those voids, right? Or not voids, but those opportunities. Because we can't do that anymore because our responsibilities have actually uh, increased or we're, we're needed at a higher capacity than before. So that's a great point. And, and really helping build the bench, right? Have the bench, build the bench, for the next generation as well. So that's some great information on that. So today we covered how to advocate for your team, right? How to have them advocate as well. Uh, how would you like to close us out today, Nayeli? 
You know, I just think, um, you know, I just say lift as you climb. As you as you move up, it's our responsibility to bring the next group up too. Absolutely. So identify. Identify talent and identify your talents as well. So thank you for listening today on how to advocate for your team. Uh, this is your team here at Copa Cafecito. I'm Mario Rodriguez. And Nayeli Suarez-Guez. Y nos vemos la próxima vez. Hasta luego. Feeling inspired? Do you have a story you'd like to share with us? Go to www.corpcafecito.com and drop us a link or shoot us an email. We'd love to have you join us. You bring the conchas. <laughs>